Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In 2017, life as we knew it came to a screeching halt when production on Sex and the City 3, the movie, was unceremoniously and abruptly shut down. Three years later, it was announced in 2020 that a Sex and the City reboot was in the works. However, the reboot is not actually a third movie, and thus, my journey continues. On this podcast, I will be doing what many believe to be the undoable. I will be saving Sex and the City free. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Saving Sex in the City 3. I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Halls, and today I'm here with one of the stars of <laughs> Sex in the City 3, starring in the role of gay number 33 <laughs> at Miranda. <laughs> no, not at Miranda. Fuck. Anthony. Uh, starring in the role, <laughs> starring in the role as gay number thirty-three at Anthony and Stanford's wedding, it is the one, the only Joao Moraes. Hi, Laura. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am. I already told you. I'm so starstruck. All my friends, when I told them I was going to do this, they were they like could not believe it because it is all of our favorite podcast. My boyfriend oh. upstairs is like. <gasps> So I was like running my taglines through everyone and yeah, it's almost as good I as love being it. in Sex and the City 3, I have to say. So we should just, I want to know like how you ended up getting cast in this role, what it was like to be on set during that wedding scene. Tell me everything. So uh, I was a mere young gay at the time and I was going to FIT. And mm -hmm. they put out actually um, like a, just a broad casting call for extras. And I was just, like, my dorm was like five blocks away. So I was like, I'm just going to swing by and see what's up. And there was like a line across like seven blocks. It was like the most insane, like every like club kid and, and you know, desperate queen was, it was in that line. And I was like, oh, I'm, I, I'm not waiting in this. But I was like, I bet I could still find a way to... It, it, seeing that line only made me want to be in it even more. So I ended up sending totally. an email or, or sending, like, my, like, headshots to the thing. And they, they cast me and they were, like, gay 33 um, for the wedding. Wow. But so you got to skip the line completely. And my friend uh, worked in, in the... True Gay icon, like, <laughs> format. A skipping the line moment. I love it. Yeah. I felt very much like Samantha Jones in the moment, I have to say. Mm -hmm. And my friend worked in the costume department with Pat Field, iconic. And I was so embarrassed to say that I even tried out to it to my friend. So I just said that my friend got me in. I was like, oh, yeah, my friend Sanem got me in, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just really wanted to be an extra. Um, and it was everything I wanted and more. It was so it was shot like over three days. 
um, in Silver Cup mm-hmm. Studios, which I think is actually where they shot a lot of the original uh, series. And um, it was really fucking grueling and not glamorous at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> background work rarely is. <laughs> I had no idea at going into it. And it was just like, it was so funny because it was like half the people were like me, like just fans of the series. And the other half of the people were just like, you know, experienced background workers who were like part of SAG and like, were like, oh, we're about to go into overtime. And, and they got like first dibs on all the catering because they were union. (laughs) So it was like really sad mac and cheese, you know, for us. Um, But, you know, it it was worth it just to, just to see the gals up close and, and personal. So yeah, I was in the wedding scene. They paired us off. And they like made us all into like little couples and and I was holding a martini and um Miranda was so pretty, <laughs> I have to say. Like I remember all the gals were magical, but Miranda was like, Oh my god. She stood out to you the most. Yeah, she was wearing like this low cut dress. Cynthia was I remember her look, yeah, and her hair splendid. was especially like vibrant and red and she was like sassy and sexy she was very sassy and sexy and did you have to make fake conversation with your wedding date fake Mm -hmm. conversation and holding my fake martini um trying not to stare at the ladies although all i wanted to do was just look at them yeah yeah and and liza was there which was a whole other situation oh my god i just got a chill did you (laughs) did you get to see liza did you watch her perform or like at least like lip sync her song yes she was there wow i I remember i have this distinct memory i mean it's been a long time so i wish i just remembered every single moment about it but i do remember liza whizzing past me in a golf cart and she was doing like high kicks and she was being like Liza you know like just kicks 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 <laughs> in a golf cart and I was just like you know I was like 20 I want to say 21 maybe at the time and I was just like I made it you know like this is life this is this is New York you know if my Brazilian friends I'm could here, see me now I got cast yeah. in Sex in the City too there's Liza going by with a high kick yeah, that's a real, like, achievement moment. It was really major. But the kicker to it all was after Liza rapped, she actually had her pianist come, and she performed a song for all of us, for, like, all the extras, and I guess the gals were still there. Um, and she sang the Cole Porter song, like, every time I say goodbye, I die a little, like, this, like, gorgeous song. And this swan in the middle of the song, kind of, like, went up into the stage and started, like, coming towards Liza. And she was just, like, singing to a swan. <laughs> it was iconic. And it was just, just like, wow. all the gays were, like, the, the gays around me were just crying their eyes out. Crying, like, yeah. It was just so magical. And I was like, this has got to be in, like, the special DVD blue, you know, Blu-ray moment. And I don't know. I, I, I haven't bought it, but I don't think anyone knows about this exist the existence of this moment so no it was for your eyes only wow what a lady it was it was major and i got to see carrie's hideous crown up close and personal which is just as ugly Mm -hmm. and personal as it was in the movie yeah that was the first of many offenses of sex in the city too (laughs) was them doing carrie like that 
goes on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it could be a journal, honestly. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are just new tuning in, the pod kind of goes like this. I invite someone on to pitch me log lines for the four women of Sex in the City. And then we kind of go back to the beginning and then build the movie Sex in the City 3 together. Hey. So I'm so excited to hear what you come up with. You promised in your email that you sent me to stray from the norms. You said that Big would stay alive. This is just a couple spoilers for the listeners. <laughs> and that Miranda would remain straight. Yes. So because we've been that, there before. I'm pass. We've been there before. We've seen it. We've done it. We've died. We've lived. And I'm just going to pass the buck to you and let you tell me your vision. Okay. And then we'll go and build this. We'll get this fucking movie done. Okay. So I was thinking about it and I've listened to every single episode you've done. So to me, I just want to go back to like the core of the show. And mm-hmm. I am a second season lover like to me I think that's when the show was the best and I know some people disagree and they they kind of discard I love the first season too um but that's when it was like really about sex and that's when like you have those like iconic moments that really like move the dial as they say like with like the rabbit and everything like that so I really wanted to make it like the most sex positive sex in the city three that there's been and kind of really bringing like the girls like to to like the forefront because like you know when you rewatch it there's so many cringeworthy moments but like what if they at in their you know but back then it was it was crazy that they were talking about about any of this on tv so let's get it back to that place uh so i really want them to learn some lessons from from their mistakes and also some new tricks i hope so I'm like, it's mm-hmm. like Sex in the City meets Euphoria. <laughs> okay, perfect. I love that you're a season two slut because I am as well. Like, I loved season two. I thought Carrie's hair in two Ugh. and three and somewhat of four was the best. She had a great hair run through those seasons. And I think her hair really reflected like my favorite seasons oh my of God. the show. When she cuts it off, I watched, I, I was doing prep work and when she, the like look and styling of it in the pier for um, Atlantic City is is it was unfortunate, unfortunate. at best. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, back to see, uh, season two, and I mean, in the way that I think of this movie, it's like the real girls, Kim, you know, um, SJP flew up to Toronto, showed up in front of Kim's house. Did the whole like say anything with the boombox? She's scatting. She's doing her Annie Annie thing, and she convinced him to sign on board. So it's all all the girls are back together. Um, I love this vision, just a behind the scenes vision of like SJP makes it right with Kim. She puts her ego aside, and she goes and says, "You were right. I was wrong," and gets down on one knee and begs her to do the movie. Absolutely. And, this and is, Kim graciously accepts. And she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone, a collective sigh of relief is heard across the globe. And then when the news breaks, it truly is the shifting change of, you know, it's post-COVID. 
and we all needed something to hope for. And then we get this news that Kim and SJP have made up and there will be a Sex in the City 3. And it's not unlike when Biden was elected president. People are dancing in the streets, cheering. Like, it's literal joy across the world. It is so much so that when we hear this happens, it's like there's this, you know, gay scientist that manages to like create the vaccine at the exact moment that he hears this happens it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it has inspired it is such an a, incredible momentous thing that it actually inspired the, the vaccine for COVID so thank you both SJP and Kim Pertel well I think also they realize because like they're rolling out this this vaccine while we hear this news but obviously everyone can't get it like it takes a while for it to trickle down to certain people and members of the population. But what doctors discover is that by watching sex in the city three, you actually become inoculated from COVID. So everyone flocks to see the movie because it just is like a visual and auditory hallucination of a vaccine. It changes every like cell of your being. That's how incredible. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. There are so many studies. It's the only movie that's ever done that. And then it creates a whole new genre of just like vaccine films. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love a vaccine film. Same. What's not to love? <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> and another thing about this movie is that, you know, there was just a fair amount of breasts in the film, in, in, the, in the series. Mm-hmm. And I think one or two dicks. Maybe like Richard's dick for one second. I don't think we ever got to see a dick. I think the dick count has always been zero. And we might have gotten a hint of shaft when Samantha's spying on her Malibu neighbor. Exactly. But I don't think that we've gotten like a full blown front and center dick. So I want dicks everywhere. It's, it needs to be like okay, great. super gratuitous. It's like. I mean, I know you're an industry head. It's going to be like that. Just penises everywhere. Like, yes, euphoria. So I really think it's like all about subverting, you know, the male gaze and, and making it true, a true feminist statement with with the amount of penises she shows. I'm so into this. Every actor has to sign an agreement to show his dick, no matter what role it is. Yeah. And we kind of work in like a dick. Let's work in just like a dick moment for every male actor on this in this movie. Absolutely. Okay, I love that. <laughs> okay, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'll start with Carrie, of course. Um, my favorite character, except uh, other than the three, than the four girls, is. Season one, I think episode five, five, Amalita Amalfi. Do you remember her? Uh, how could I forget? She was everything. So like, it, it's just like every time I watch that episode, she gives me so much happiness. I still like call my friends and I'm like, Caddy, you're crazy, Caddy, you're crazy. <laughs> you're like a Ciao, sister darling. to me. Ciao. Oh, Caddy, you're crazy. <laughs> So I love, love, love Amelita. I think it's so sad that she never showed up. She deserved a, a, a five-episode arc. and it was Yeah, just she should have been man. a side character for sure. Oh, just fabulous, fabulous woman. Um, and, okay, so my idea is that, you know, 
We're in New York. All the gals are there. No one has moved. But Emilita Malfi has just dropped a book. And it's like, a oh, my book, God. Wow. A tell all. A tell all. And she was, you know, she was a party gal. And she basically names in this book a bunch of important, prominent women that may have engaged in sex work. And among them are one Miss Carrie Bradshaw. Wow. Named front and center. Named front and center. I mean, I think there's some other juicy people in there, which I'm sure you'll, Mm -hmm. you could help come up with who else is named in this major book written by Amelita Amalfi. But Carrie's name is out there. And I think part of her arc in this movie is that she, she kind of goes on the defensive and says, you know, I'm not a hooker or, or just uses really careless language and just learns a thing or two about sex work. And, and, you know, that is part of her journey. Okay. I love this. And then, um, her and big, they're still married, but it's just kind of gotten a little stale. So I think throughout the, throughout her sexual reawakening and, uh, you know, she was just always so repressed for a sex writer. I want that this book and, and, and whatever happens to her coming out of it just kind of like reignites her, her sexual proudness and her openness. Totally. Okay. I have, I have some ideas. Okay. I love, I love that. You're, are you taking notes? <laughs> I'm writing little reminders to myself of things to circle back to once you've said your log line. So okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting really serious about okay. this. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's all about sex. So um, we're bringing the sex back to the sex in the city. So uh, for mm-hmm. Sam, she is really disturbed by, uh, the lack of sex that young people are having. So she's like, mm-hmm. this isn't a post-COVID world. So she was already disturbed by it before, but coming out of COVID, people are scared. And she starts hosting some play parties called Sam's Touch. And um, <laughs> very, very like high class, like people are going and they're, they're essentially like cuddle slash, you know, they're orgies basically, mm-hmm. but they start growing. Yeah, let's call it what it is. They, okay. They, they yes. start growing and there's like chapters in DC and, and all over. And she starts advocating for, for sex. And, and in the beginning, she's kind of like this Dr. Ruth type. Um, and people are kind of really into it. She, maybe she's like, she's been on like uh, Trevor Noah or, or, you know, like late night shows and she's talking about the importance of sex but then in a very careless interview um she is active asked about asexual people um and she says oh you know those are just people who haven't gotten it up the ass or something whatever some samism yeah and that mm-hmm. really pisses off uh you know the the asexual association of America and asexuals, yeah, and that is run by one uh, Trey McDougal. <laughs> okay, yes, he's a doctor now. Like, all right, he's always been a doctor, but his studies have really now leaned towards asexual justice. I mean, because he always gave me like really asexual vibes. It wasn't just that he was. No, I mean, the man let his mother bathe him. You're yeah. asexual if you do okay. that. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Um, okay. And then 
for Miranda, I kind of imagine that she's taken... She, I, I would love to talk about sex in the workplace. So she's gone from uh, working, you know, as a high-class attorney, and now she's doing legal for, like, a very, very new age... Um, a new age company that's working on uh, sex toys. So it's it's basically Rabbit Inc. It is Rabbit Inc. From mm-hmm. season, what is that, season one? Um, and she's doing... I think that was another season two hit. Yes. But yes. Yeah. And sex toys are all, like, suddenly becoming all the rage. Like, every, like, that's a new skincare line is a new line of sex toys for celebrities, models, Mod, et cetera. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so, she, so so that's the situation there, and she's working, and then I feel like there's like this fabulous woman who's like heading up this um, the, the Rabbit Inc, and they're developing, and they have an angel investor uh, that's helping them develop the new product, which is called the Bunny. Okay, and I love it. What does the Bunny promise to do? I mean, it's rock. what sets it apart from the Rabbit. <laughs> Rocks your socks off. And it also shares the name with the new angel investor. Okay, wait. Oh, I love where you're going with this. I feel like, okay, wait, I'm going to make my note and then we'll come back. We'll come so back. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, <laughs> so I was thinking the woman that runs this is a little like inappropriate. She's like very like loosey goosey. So this is also a place where Miranda is like, what, what are the lines in the workplace? Like, What's okay? What's not okay? Did you ever read about the woman who like started like thinks panties? Um, no. What happened with thinks? I don't. It was just like she was very inappropriate with people. So I think it was like, but it was all done under the. It was gaze. the classic like startup like yeah. startup missteps. Okay, yeah, because there's was, been a lot of those. Like there was the away luggage scandal. There's think. I feel like. Outdoor Voices had something-ish like that. Like, it, it's a classic trap that these women fall into. Exactly. And, I, and there's one very um, excited young uh, marketing girl uh, that works there named by Shoshana. And I think we can do a girl's... <laughs> <laughs> a girl's, like, it, it, a you girl's know, it, an HBO S-H-E-T multiverse. Mashup. Yes. So, so okay. Shoshana worked there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And um, last but not least, we have our girl Charlotte. And I was thinking that Charlotte and um, Harry maybe have like hit a little bit of like a hard times. Like maybe mm-hmm. they invested into like influencer masks, and then you know the pandemic hit or 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 stopped hitting or whatever. And yeah, um, she. So they're kind of going through that journey, but what's really shaking her to to her core is um, I don't know if you remember it's all in the same episode as Emilita Malfi, but it's when she gets when she poses with her vagina for the for the uh, painter Neville Morgan. Yes. So mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. painting of her vagina has gone um, to Sotheby's and has sold for fifty million dollars. Oh my God! It's Neville probably is dead by now, and Neville like, is dead. everyone wants his work. Everybody yeah. wants his work, and this this piece um, is just life changing. It's like all the museums are want it. You know, th- this private collector got it, but it, it's going to be on view. You know, at at the Louvre and and at the MoMA. It's just like it's 
all about this painting. Um, mm -hmm. And this has led to a lot of speculation about whose pussy it is. So uh, Char Charlotte's kind of like doesn't know what to do with with the information that she knows that it's that it's her. Yeah, and also like, can she get? Isn't she owed some of that money somehow? And like, how? If so, how would she go about getting it while also preserving her dignity? It brings up a lot of like, just existential questions for her. That's where I was going. Okay, I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> There's so much to work with. Um, so let's go. I think that we open. And it's post-COVID New York. Like, we get the big sweeping views of the city, the Sex in the City theme. And, like, the city has exploded. People are out and about. They're all over the place. Like, bars are packed. There's lines around the block for nightclubs. Like, NYC nightlife is back. Things are bigger and sexier than ever. Then we hear, this is, like, part of Carrie's intro, like, voiceover to welcome us back into this world and I think that she and the girls are at the book party for Amelita's book so there's like a huge party in like the boom boom room or somewhere that's like overlooking great views of the city and every like fabulous person is there and Amelita is like front and center and I think all the girls obviously are there it's their like big night out and Carrie's like oh, I can't believe like Amelita's back in town like I thought I had seen the last of her and they kind of all like agree that they just didn't know that things would end up going this well for Amelita but none of them have like they don't know what's in the book it's it's a very kind no of they don't know what's in the book because it, it's like the pre like the book hasn't officially been released like it's out like in a couple days but this is like the pre-party so like you know they're getting their they're they've like all have like a copy tucked under their arm and like a cocktail in the other hand and i think carrie even said she's like i didn't know things would work out this well for amelita honestly and then sam is like well sex work is where it's at these days like just ask the kids on OnlyFans," and like they have this like light conversation about like the state of sex work yeah and then and and maybe this and is then where sam, and, and maybe this oh, is yeah, where both. we kind of like kind of catch up and, and realize like how how like behind these ladies are in terms of like so many things like sex work and only fans and all this stuff and you just kind of like see them as like kind of like dinosaurs totally i think we see we can have carrie be like well god i wish big would like go see a sex worker because i'm kind of sick of how because it's starting to feel like work to me or something like that and like we kind of find out that she and Big aren't really having sex anymore. She is like, and like she wants to outsource it to someone. And then Samantha's like, well, I mean, I'm having more sex than ever before. Like my parties have been like the toast of the town. And I think we can cut away to like a little like, update about sam's business sam's touch and have like we get we see her like entering a room with like her same kind of bdsm outfit on 
and like slinking around the edges of the room. And Carrie's like, Samantha had recently started Sam's Touch, a sex social club like it's basically like the wing, but for penises and vaginas or something like that. And this is where we see our first 35 penis. Just like mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And back. so Sam, as she's like walking around the room, taking stock of everything, we then see all of these, like we see a bunch of guys fucking each other. We see a bunch of like met, like all sorts of different couplings having sex. And we do get at least 35 dicks. And then, Miranda can say like we just got I mean sex is like sex is definitely back in a big way like my company just did its third round of series round of funding and now we've raised you know 40 million dollars to expand and should we mention like the inappropriate boss now I kind of imagine her being played by Laura Dern Ooh, I love that. I, th- I think we'll just we leave it at that. Like we just so we know, like Miranda's on, like she's doing pretty well, at, yeah. like the startup that she's working at, or like the sex toy company that she's working at. And then they ask Charlotte, like Charlotte, what are you? What have you been up to? Like you're pretty quiet tonight. And Charlotte's just she's a little bit down in the dumps, but we don't really know why. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all fine. All good. Yeah. So I think it's Samantha's like thumbing through the book. She's like, I heard that she really names names in here and like blah, blah, blah. And then Samantha's reading off like reading off names to the girls of like who's in the book. So I feel like it's like Steve Jobs is in the book as like one of Amelita's clients. We have like. Uh, I think like Prince William is in the book as like a, like an Amelita client. Um, who else would be a good? I mean, Ghislaine is obviously in the book, not as not just like there's some good juicy goss about Ghislaine and 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 that whole thing. So that's caused a whole other yeah. uproar. I think that she tells a story about like rubbing elbows with Ghislaine and Jeffrey, and like she tells a story about how like. Ghislaine tried to like poach some of her girls but it didn't work out and then there's like this awkward moment where they did some coke together and like Ghislaine farted (laughs) and like (laughs) and blamed it on like Ghislaine farted and blamed it on the bathroom attendant and Amelita was like no darling and then had her kicked out of like the club that they were at I love that she pulled it yeah damaging Ghislaine info and then as Samantha is like reading down this list she's like oh my God, Carrie, you're in this book. Like, and it's just a one, it's like literally like one sentence or it says like, I even tried to set some of my friends like international superstar writer, Carrie Bradshaw up with like Gilles. certain, yeah, Gilles. And French are Carrie, Carrie's mortified. Like she does that, like she grabs the book and is like, what? And then, is looking and I think she probably goes like tries to approach Amelita at the party who kind of just laughs it off and is like darling it's fine it's fabulous are you crazy the after Carrie. party you're crazy Carrie yeah and maybe she even like gives her like 
Carrie's like, well, can we, like, they have plans to go to lunch or something the next day or drinks the next day. Cause Amelita's only in town for like a few days for like her book promotions and stuff. So she's like, Caddy, it's so hard to talk at parties, you know, let join me for dinner tomorrow night and we'll like talk more, but at kind Balzac. of just brushes off at so Balzac. It'll be, yeah. It'll be like a full circle moment for them. A return to Balzac. Return. So she brushes off like Carrie's little hissy fit and like, they're going to have dinner the next night. So I think that the next night at dinner or maybe like later that night we see Carrie getting home from the party and Big like she kind of like she's a little bit mortified but Big is like Big thinks it's kind of funny or he doesn't understand like why she would be so mortified and he's like you're a sex writer like what's the problem kid you know yeah what's the problem baby like so you got like, so you got like a free breakfast at the Four Seasons, like big deal. Like it's, and he doesn't really understand. And like, they kind of get in a fight and he ends up sleeping on the couch. Watching old, old movies. Watching old movies as he's wont to do. Yes. Um, the next day, or I think like when Carrie goes to meet Amelita for dinner Amelita ends up recruiting Carrie to be like in her coven of celebrity client like celebrity sex workers yes yes like she has a whole new venture and like she she's like she only works now with like high profile women and she's like trust me it will make your life sexier it will get you like millions of dollars like there's like this is the future and and it will kind of go back to the episode where they met because at the end there's this moment where carrie was like oh i could parlay the a thousand dollars that i made and get a ticket to venice to go to the biennale with them and then i could do this but i think she says something like but that would be against my morals but the fact that she even questioned herself so we kind of like arc back to that and she's like what if I had done this? What if I hadn't sticked around here in New York and chased after, you know, this guy? Where would I be now? So I think she's a little intrigued, right? She's very intrigued. She's yearning for adventure. Like she, we've just, you know, solved COVID and like are getting back to real life. Like Big and Her's marriage is stale. She's looking for like her next book, essentially. Like she hasn't written a book in a long time. And so this could be like the perfect adventure for Carrie to go on and also like expand her mind. And I think Amelita could even bring up a good point at dinner being like, I'll bet you thought that I would never be the type to like write a best-selling book. And Carrie's like, well, I mean, honestly, yeah, I guess so. And Amelita's like, you really can have it all. Like basically proving like you can be a high-class escort global escort and sell books you can do anything now there are no limits anymore this is 2020 darling or she's like this is 2022 darling it's crazy it's crazy out here Katty. you have to join me and i think there's like some she looks at the list and there's like some like real good names you know just like mm-hmm. like names you wouldn't expect um maybe some like Hollywood types, yeah. um, like who would be like a really good, um, 
person for her roster. I feel like Hollywood types, like I think like Sharon Stone is on there. Oh, I love that. And she just yeah, does it for, and, like, and Sharon just does it for the kicks. Yeah, just for fun. Like she just likes to be like clandestine. Yeah. And it's actually like a really it's a really fun way to just to just like get adventurous. You don't even have to get paid necessarily. You Maybe can like Martha Stewart's like on it too. Yeah, Martha Stewart's absolutely on it. And like she'll set you up. It's she, basically Amelita is like matchmaking you with like other powerful people who then want to pay to have sex with you, but you would also really want to fuck them. So yeah. like it's it's like the best of all worlds. You're never going to have to fuck like someone that you're not attracted to. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So it's amazing. She's like, but if you like, she's like, you can do it for free. But if you want to set a price, my people are more than willing to pay. So I think Carrie is just like intrigued. And maybe we need to work in like. Maybe big put like a shopping moratorium on Carrie during COVID because the stock market tanked so hard that he was like, you cannot be like online shopping or like your shoe budget is now like, you know, you can only spend up to $500 on shoes, but like you cannot spend any more than that. Yes. I love that. And maybe he's like more retired now and she hasn't had like a hit book in a couple of years. So so maybe things aren't like as glitzy and glamour as as yeah, we like were they when still we last have their yeah, they still have their beautiful apartment and stuff, but it's just like transitioning out of like the sweatpants life in and back onto the streets of New York and like shopping has been hard to do, and so Carrie's intrigued, like she is really wanting to make some purchases on the new collection, so she's like, well, this could be a good way to do that. Love it. Yeah. And maybe even Amelita's wearing some like incredible shoes like that are available for pre-order. And she's like, darling, like it would be good for you, like good for the bank account. Like, look at my Balenciaga shoe pants. Like, don't you want them? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so Carrie decides to like let Amelita recruit her and Amelita's gonna like she's like we'll be in touch in the next few days like with your first date but like don't like in the meantime like why don't you send me a like a Pinterest board of the type (laughs) of lovers you're interested in so she gives Carrie an assignment so that she knows like what kind of guys or girls Carrie would want to fuck and I also Carrie has to like get to work and put together like her ideal mate list and i love this because then we could have like a little like carry and technology moment where she doesn't know how to do a pinterest board and then mm-hmm. yeah we'll have to have like samantha's assistant or someone walk her through it yes love it louise maybe. um louise is yeah louise <laughs> louise is back working for sam hates carrie but puts up with her what's up with her <laughs> she's still mad Justice she's still louise. pressed at that bag yeah that bag is hideous yeah She's repurposed the bag into like a Damien Hurst kind of art piece where it's just like floating in a fish tank <laughs> and then sent it to Carrie as a reminder of how bad it actually was. Never forgot. So I think we could go to where, where are we now? Where are we now? What should we see next? Mm, I mean, maybe we should just have like a quick moment in um 
in the workplace for Miranda, where she kind of goes in and it's like this like super glitzy office. Like everything's like it's like in Brooklyn, everything's like wooden, but they have these like amazing chairs that everyone sits in and they're like these giant vaginas. Um and it's Look. like it's like tech meets, you know, pleasure. There's like yoga ha- happening, yoga with goats happening in a corner. It's like everything that's like right and wrong about like startup culture. Um, totally. And that's when you like kind of like see Shoshana walking by and she's like, hey, Miranda. And, and you, you kind of get this like moment that that, you know, crossover. And then you meet Laura, Laura's character. I could just keep calling her Laura. Laura's character. <laughs> um, what about what do we call her Penelope or um oh, I love Penelope Tabitha Tabby Tabby <laughs> Tabby walks in and she's all business she's like the only person I guess it's like Tabby is the head and of everything and then like Miranda is part of like the next tier of people in charge but Tabby's like the boss boss yeah and she's just like kind of like a loose cannon. So Miranda's like, is she so bought into the whole vision of the company? But like, Tabby also creates some problems because she's, you know, she's she's the head of legal. So she'll just like say crazy things, and and you know, she'll have to get clearance on, you know, Sharon Stone's pussy and Basic Instinct to put on a box. It's like, oh, there'll be just crazy ideas that that Miranda has to deal with constantly. Yeah. And so maybe Tabby has is hosting like an office wide like creative meeting, and she's like pleasure, and like <laughs> she like has um she has a slideshow that she's projecting, and it's like literally a girl like squirting on the oh screen. Oh my god! And and it's just like all these different slides, and she's like, "This is what we want." And you hear like the company, you basically get like a overhead view of the company's motto. What are we calling this company, by the way? I think this, it's like startup. Rabbit Inc. No. It, okay, Rabbit Inc. So so basically, I think Tabby took, bought the rights to the rabbit. It was like done by like some like seedy, you know, guys in, in Vegas. And she bought the rights. And now she made, she's making it into this, you know, with the help of these angel investors. She made, she's making it into the, you know, pleasure meets innovation meets, you know, culture meets giving back. So it's like, maybe there's like, for every vibrator you buy, like we give a vibrator to a woman in a developing country, like something, <laughs> something really helpful like, for them. Really helpful. But I yeah. just love it. It just has to be so wrong that it's right. Okay. So Tabby's like giving this slideshow and she's like, we are at the brink of innovation and now I need like ideas. Like it is the time to create the bunny. And I think the bunny is going to be like their first like launch, their first big product launch where they're reinventing the rabbit into, I would imagine it's probably like a compact, like a small vibrator that can then grow into like a huge dick or something major like it's like it's a pocket-sized vibrator that somehow expands on itself to be like a full-blown dildo plus vibrator if that's what you want it's got multiple capabilities 
Yeah, you control it's like it on has... your phone. You could like sync it up with your music. There's just like, you know. Yeah. The list goes. You can on. make a call on it. You can <laughs> call someone and then like do phone sex with them through the vibrator. They can like, or you can just have them like put the like have a setting where they just like talk into your vagina yeah. while you're masturbating. So it's like all these things and people are throwing ideas and they're really, you see their creative process of like the bunny. And then maybe Tabby's like, okay, like this is all great. Everyone get to work. Um, like get to work and just dismisses everyone to like go about their business. Like the design team needs to do their thing. And she's like, we need to do like a second or she's like, the investors are going to be here next week. And then I want to pitch like a fully fleshed out concept to the new investors. Love so it. go. Okay. So everybody scurries so, off. Including Shoshana. Everyone scurries off. Yeah. And do we need to have Carrie like showing up at the office or something for like a lunch, like an office lunch with Miranda? Or maybe what if like Shoshana comes up to Miranda and is like, Oh, you have to see this woman. And it's like the interview of Sam's touch with, you know, Trevor Noah or whatever. She's like, she's amazing, blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're all like watching this interview. And maybe Tabby like walks by at that moment and they're all watching this interview. So, so Sam is, and, and on the interview, they're like, Sam is explaining the whole concept and, and how she came to it. And, and she's being quite inspirational. So like everyone in the Rabbit Inc. offices are, are like all about Samantha. Totally. Yeah. I think it's like they pulled a late night at the office, but they have flat screen TVs everywhere. So they're having like a company social hour where they're like, they're putting Sam's interview up on the screen and they're like passing around champagne or like they have like drinks or something like that. And they're all watching because Samantha is like a rabbit girl. Like they're even trying to reclaim like playboy bunnies and call them like rabbit girls or something like that. That's like their version of like girl bosses. Yes. So they're like, let's watch this interview. Like Sam's going to kill it. Like Miranda, isn't this like one of your best friends? And Miranda's like proudly like, yes. And that's when Sam makes a almost fatal misstep by talking shit about asexuals. Burn burn yeah <laughs> and literally all of a sudden like tweets start like twitter just goes crazy people are like how can this woman call herself like sexually woke or like sexually progressive when she doesn't even recognize like samantha basically is like show me an asexual and I'll show you someone that just hasn't come well yet or something like that. Like totally like negates like their very existence. She's and basically she's like, like JK rolling. She is, she is a turf kind of yeah. equivalent. <laughs> she's a earth, a E R F an earth. And yeah, just refuses to even accept an asexual. And that's, I think we can also have like, Maybe um, part of her slogan for Sam's touch is here. We're trisexuals. We'll try anything once. <laughs> iconic. Iconic line. Yeah. So iconic line, iconic woman and a denier of asexuality. <laughs> so then Sam finds herself 
truly at the center of internet outrage. Right smack in the middle. Yeah. And so I think then it maybe causes an argument between some of Miranda's coworkers where they start to argue about like, was it wrong what Sam said or is it she just being funny or like, what's the big deal? And things get a little heated at the company and Miranda like has to step in and kind of like just calm some people down. But there's like a lot of outrage around Samantha's statements. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And then I think the way that we could work. Should it be the, um, the auction of the painting and they're all there? Yeah, I think we're, yeah, we cut to an auction of the painting or maybe like, yeah, maybe Carrie's in a cab and she's going to pick up Charlotte to go to the auction of the painting or we get like a throwback where they all get, you know, when they all get picked up in a taxi and like go somewhere, they have an emergency taxi pickup because obviously Samantha is like getting like her like eggs thrown at her in public and stuff. She's become enemy numero uno. So Carrie's like emergency pickup. Like I'm going to swoop you all. We're going for brunch and going to this auction. So they're all in the back seat. And maybe first it's Carrie trying like on her phone, like trying to figure out Pinterest. And she really like doesn't get it. And she's like explains to Charlotte, like I'm just trying to make like a, pinterest board of sexy man like i'm just trying to sex like spice things up like don't worry about it like she's not really being forthright about the fact that she's gonna like get into sex work and they pick samantha up and i think an angry mob is like waiting outside of samantha's apartment like screaming at her and like someone spits at her it's like a totally horrific scene and I think Samantha's really unbothered. Like, she's like, whatever, they'll get over it. Like, maybe they just need to get laid. Like, spit play. (laughs) Yeah, like, she does not give a fuck. Like, and she will not apologize. And so she gets in the car, and then they finally pick up Miranda. And maybe that's when Trey releases a video. Like, a new video pops from the asexual community of (laughs) asexual. asexual community (laughs) of asexuals across america where trey is basically saying like how dare we get like treated this way asexual visibility is important and all the girls are watching it just with like their jaws on the floor yeah yeah and it's like it, it it's like a really come to jesus moment especially for for charlotte because it she didn't even know that he was, he he identified as asexual. So like basically like all these dots are connecting, um, but also Sam is freaking screwed. 
Yeah. And so, like, yeah, every girl is like, oh, my God, Charlotte, like, did you know about this? And she's like, I had no idea. Like, am I out of touch as well? Like, what's going on? And then they all, like, get to the auction. And that's when the painting and does charlotte know that the painting is going to be auctioned or do you think it's a surprise it's just like works from neville so-and-so neville morgan um i think i think they know that it might be going up but i don't think they knew that it was gonna go for 20 i mean 50 million dollars like i i think they expected it to like do okay but like the like all the other paintings sold for like five hundred thousand, and hers went for. 50 so it's just like it's it's a big surprise for them and you know we love like a a auction scene so maybe it harks back to like you know uh movie number one where there's like a bidding war with people on yeah the- absolutely and i see also like when they're like now works from neville morgan and they show they're like from his critically acclaimed like genitalia series <laughs> and then they show that's how we work a um in that moment, we were able to work a Neville Morgan dick pic. Ma- just his painting of his own dick, just as like one of the thing items on sale. So they like auction off this dick pic. It go the dick painting. It goes for like you know, as you said, a few hundred thousand. And then they're like, and now we will do like the coveted like vagina paintings. Here is number one or number five, and. Charlotte sees it and like gasps and all the girls are like oh my god like that's your pussy Samantha's <laughs> like your pussy's on display for the whole world to see guess it's not depressed anymore <laughs> and so Charlotte like she can't bid on it because she has no money Carrie can't bid on it because she's not going to buy a painting like of her friend's vagina, even if it would help her friend. So Samantha, I think, tries to bid on it to like get it for Charlotte, but then is quickly outbid. And then the bidding war just escalates. And before you know it, it's like sold for 500 for $50 million. And everyone's shocked. Everyone's shocked. And it's like front page news everywhere the next day, Mm -hmm. like New York Post, New York Times. They all have pictures. And like witty taglines like, you know, sacred vagina or the world's most expensive pussy, like all it's it's everything. Totally. Yeah, like million dollar yoni is one of the headlines of like the New York Post. And I think like the girls are at brunch after they go to the auction first, then they go to brunch to like recap. And Samantha's just like impressed that Charlotte like Charlotte's now like her hero. Like her like her vagina is like the most expensive vagina in all of New York like if not all of the world like this is huge and I think it's here that Charlotte reveal like Charlotte's really upset she's crying and all the girls are like Char like it's not that like no one knows it was you like don't worry like it's just like you get bragging rights for the rest of your life like think about what your daughter's like they're going to be so proud of you. And Charlotte's like, it's not that it's just. And then I think she reveals that she and Harry are like totally broke. Yes. Bad investments. And 
bad it was bad investments coupled with like maybe charlotte got sucked into some sort of like pyramid scheme (laughs) exactly like selling (laughs) leggings or something like just yeah she got sucked into like an mlm and they just took all her money and and then harry made some bad investments and it's just been like a really bad year and I think um, this will be a good place too, because just because like especially the second movie came out so out of touch, so this will like mm-hmm. it'll be more relatable, especially post COVID. It's like one of the gals is going through it. Totally, and I think like maybe even like Harry got COVID, and he had such like an intense battle, like so much of their money was sunk into like medical costs to get Harry back up and running, and he's just now like starting to feel better and he hasn't been able to work it's just charlotte's had like the worst 2020 like she's had like the 2020 that like most of the world has had and part and and this storyline is just so you know touching that it's grounding yeah that it's gonna like cause structural change in the government and they'll finally uh pass pass healthcare for all (laughs) They're going to pass healthcare for all. Because and of sex in the city three. Once the government watches this movie, they're going to pass another, um, another round of checks through like for stimulus. Fuck. What were those called? The distributions. Stimulus. Yeah. Checks, they're going to no? pass like another. Yes. They're, they pass another round of stimulus checks and everyone just like gets one for 5k. Just randomly because they feel so bad and it really took charlotte's plight in sex in the city three to make mitch mcconnell realize a thing or two yeah so charlotte reveals she's broke and i think carrie kind of oh here this is a great synergy and i think you're a genius for this and you don't even realize charlotte's broke and carrie maybe we have carrie is grappling like she leaves Amelita's meeting kind of being like, do I want to do this sex work thing? Do I not like, and she leaves it up in the air and Amelita's like, look, you give me a Pinterest board of like your hottest guys and I'll see what I can do. And if I can set up some dates for you for a good price, we'll talk from there. And so Carrie's still on the fence, but when Charlotte reveals that she's broke, Carrie is incentivized to go do sex work to raise money to help Charlotte because she's always been so kind and generous <laughs> because she's been so because now she's turning over a kind and generous leaf. And remember when she, Carrie was broke and Charlotte offered to the like ring. she lent Charlotte her the sold ring. her wing. Yeah. And so like, this is Carrie's chance to like return the favor. Yes. Aww. And so Carrie fires off then like shares her Pinterest board with Amelita and in that moment like we just see her kind of messing with her phone and then you realize like Carrie that noise goes by it's like it's like the email was sent okay I love this this is perfect so I think we go back to Miranda's workplace and it's the day of the pitch to the investor and into the meeting walks bunny mcdougall shocked like the whole audience just goes wild yeah and bunny is like i've always been a smart woman and like made great investments and like 
she really like she just has her finger on the pulse like that's how she like maintains her wealth and she knows that sex toys are like the new thing and she's like well I might never use one I know lots of women do and then she like looks pointedly at Miranda and then like sits down to hear the pitch but I think the big wrench in that's gonna throw a like a problem into like Miranda's world is that Bunny is really pissed about what Samantha said and that she like that anyone would come for her precious tray or like hurt his feelings like she I think she says like Samantha needs to like issue an apology or something before we can move forward yeah, maybe maybe Sam has already done like some like sponsored content for Rabbit Inc. So she knows yeah. she knows that Sam is like involved. So she's like, you need you not only need to cut ties with that woman, she needs to publicly apologize before I invest all this money into it. Yeah, you need to denounce her, and then also she needs to publicly apologize, and then I might resume talks. But until then. All bunny operations are on pause indefinitely. And then she like leaves trailed by all her lawyers. Your bunny impression is so good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your Sam is incredible, but bunny is, is amazing. Is bunny where I shine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. I'm loving that. So obviously Laura Dern is furious. She like throws something. Tabby is pissed. Tabby is pissed. She, like, picks up a phone and, like, smashes it. Like, she's showing her true colors in this moment where she's, like, an irate, like, kind of an evil boss, I think. And Miranda confirms that legally Bunny is within her right to pull funding or put things on pause, like, because some investment legal rule, whatever. So now they all have to focus on, like getting sam to like apologize yes maybe we need to like this becomes part of their their journey Mm-hmm. totally um i think that yeah like how are they going to maybe tabby says like you're friendly with her you need to like communicate this and make it happen miranda or else you're fired like you're out of here and we'll find new representation and like whatever like she threatens to just like ice Miranda out of the biz and maybe she has like tons of shares within the company because that was one of the reasons why she took this job so a lot is riding on this yeah and like their whole like maybe they're kind of like positioned as the apple of the sex toy world and Tabby has, you know, like Apple does those announcements, like keynote speeches where they like talk about like the new iPhones and stuff. That's like Tabby has grown an intense like online following for her keynote speeches where she announces all these new sex toys. And so she's been teasing out like the arrival of the newest, best, most amazing sex toy. But if she can't make it to like her fucking keynote speech, and they can't move forward, then she doesn't see any reason why Miranda should be on board Team Rabbit anymore. So the stakes are high right now. Yeah, the stakes are really high. Um, Amelita calls Carrie, and I think she's been able to 
set up a date for her. Absolutely. Who is it? Who who should it be? Mm. Is this where we like get in like an international trip or? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe Carrie, who, who, okay, like who are Carrie's crushes? Does she ever talk about like guys that she lusted after on the show? Well, they, what they have that moment where they're like, when they talk about who they masturbate to. And it's like, yeah. And then they're like, what did women do before Russell Crowe? And then they go, George Clooney. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. I know too okay, much yes, about this I show. I do remember <laughs> that. No, no. I need, that's what we need. We need the deep references and cuts like this. Yeah. So maybe Amelita has set Carrie up with George Clooney. I love it. And it has to be, it has to be like so discreet. That's the whole name of the game is like super discreet. And George is going to give Carrie a million dollars in a briefcase because that's like what he gave all his friends. Like once he made it, did you ever hear that story? He like invited, yeah, he invited like 14 of his friends over and then each one got a briefcase with a million dollars in cash. Wait, that's psychotic. I love that. It's incredible. Yeah. So Amelita has like made these arrangements. George is like fully going to cheat on Amal and with Carrie or maybe like Amal and George have an agreement. We don't ask these types of questions in this business. And maybe Sex Carrie is even movie too. So it's like, yeah, not judging. Yeah. And I think Carrie, like on this phone call where Amelita is telling her, Carrie's like what he, I, that was like, I never thought that you would do that. And she's like, darling, there's nothing I can't do. I told you. And like, Carrie is like, so he's going to cheat? Like, what? And she's like, no, darling. It's never, we don't ask those types of questions. Don't worry about that. But she does mention that discretion, it must be like as discreet as possible. Like, no one can know. And if she wants to fuck George, she's going to have to travel to Lake Como. Damn. Perfect. To meet him at his villa. Because that's, I think, part of it, too, is, like, you get to fuck a hot celeb who wants to pay you tons of money in, like, a very chic location. It's, like, actually the dream job. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the best gig you can possibly get. So maybe Carrie is nervous about traveling alone and asks Samantha to go with her to Italy. And she's, like paints it as like a research trip okay or i mean does she ask all the girls i think all the girls should go yeah i think all the girls yeah it shouldn't be just sam like maybe she lies and she's like oh i'm writing an article for um you know condonast traveler about you know the castles of como and they're sending Mm -hmm. a pj and it's all very strange because who in publishing has that money but the girls don't ask questions they just they just hop on yeah, they're all, and they, I think they make jokes about like, or there's can be a joke where Carrie's like, what? Like, you guys have all, you've taken me on vacations. Like, it's my turn to take you on a vacation. There, it's like a joke is like, we never thought we'd see the day where Carrie can like swing us on like a luxe vacation, but I guess the day has come. So, uh, hop aboard the PJ, we must. Absolutely. Charlotte's ready to get out of town because she's still so sad about her vagina painting. She's also like asked Miranda to do reconnaissance and see like if she can't 
get some of that like 50 mil yeah. and so i think part of it too is like they're trying to find out who this mystery buyer was of the charlotte painting and maybe she's like fielding these calls by like you know people pe- like there's the new york times is is doing an investigation on who it is and and vanity fair and all these places are just like they want to get to the bottom so th- so they know that she worked with him back back in the day she's just fielding all these calls because uh, she doesn't know what yeah i think there's a huge there's two mysteries at hand and those mysteries are number one whose vagina is it and number two who bought this painting like who's so obsessed with this mystery vagina that they had to buy this painting so that's like top of mind or whatever for like just the media it's like get, getting all the media attention right now and charlotte like people are starting to catch on so charlotte's ready to skip town um Miranda is going to like angle for Sam to do like she's going to fire her and then also try and get like an apology video. And then Carrie's obviously going to fuck George. So, so stakes <laughs> are high for everyone. Everyone has a reason to be on the PJ. And there's it's yes. tense. It's very very tense. Mhm. Charlotte's like frayed. Her nerves are just like she's fraught. Like she's She's encountering problems she's never had in her life, and she's not dealing with them well at all. She's lashing out at everyone. She's kind of resentful. She's making little snide comments, like, here and there. Like, remember when Samantha fucked her brother, and then she was, like, really rude about it? It's that level of Charlotte that we're seeing in this moment. It's, yeah, she's not okay. Um, I think they touch down in Como. And, you know, they get settled in their villa and everyone's feeling good. And maybe, like, do they have a dinner that night? Or, like, what do they... I feel like Miranda... We need Miranda and Samantha have to get in, like, a big fight. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they, like, go on, like, a boat and this will be, like... Like, maybe it's, like, a dinner on a boat in the middle of the... Mm-hmm. And it's a great moment for, like, major fashion. So, so like, the gals are wearing, like, full-on looks. It is gorgeous. It's sunset. Um, it's just ridiculous fashion moment. Like, yeah. big sleeves. Everyone's wearing big sleeves. Huge sleeves and hats. Hats, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Big hats, big sleeves, it's summertime in Lake Como, gorgeous sunset on the boat for drinks and a light dinner. And I think that. And it's all by this mysterious. So, so like, so like Carrie's selling this whole off like, oh, Conan asked. And it's all by this like mysterious person that's, that's organizing it. But only Carrie knows that it's in fact George. Yeah, it's just, in fact, George via Amelita. Like, it's all, like, a um, part of, like, her high-class escort gig. Um, But I think, yeah, she's saying it's kind of nasty. It's, like, Vogue Italia. Like, she kind of just brushes it off every time someone asks. But every, like, setup is very impressive to the other ladies. And I think we have, like, a cheers moment where Carrie's like, to all of us, like, we've come so far. And even though we have some, like, slips in the road, like, some 
we hit some like potholes in the road and she kind of like looks at Charlotte and Samantha and Samantha I think is really leaning into like she refuses to apologize like she's just like she won't be doing it and and maybe she's like tweeting she learns how to tweet and Mm -hmm. when she became this sex activist she's like tweeting up a storm and she's just like buckling down she's being extra offensive so she's like enemy numero uno yeah and people are now starting to like um unsubscribe from sam's touch and like take like rescind their membership and stuff like that and so but she's just like being really stubborn about everything and she's like i haven't hit a pothole like i don't even drive or something like that and like charlotte i think is stressed because obviously just like everything going on but then having to see trey like speak on a video really upset her as well and like knowing that Samantha's done something to like piss Trey off is just like adding to the stress and Charlotte wishes that Samantha would just like say you're sorry like it's not that big of a deal and I think this is the argument that they can all get into on this boat and things start to get really tense yeah like real tense so maybe there's this food fly or or it's just Did someone fall off? (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe Charlotte eventually takes one of her wine glasses and just throws wine in Samantha's face. And then Samantha's like, how dare you? And then Samantha jumps. She dives off the boat and decides to swim back to shore. And maybe like as she swims back to shore, she gets there and all you see is like a mysterious figure kind of like. So there, Samantha swims back to shore and there's a mysterious figure waiting on dry land to like help Samantha yeah. back up. Okay. Is it, do we know if it's a man or a woman? Do they say anything or? I think it's, I think it's a man. It's kind of like, do you remember when she got like excommunicated from society and it's like, yeah, you got like that Leo. backlit moment from Leo. So it's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe this is like a Leo DiCaprio cameo. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Samantha? I thought I recognized you. And she's like, Leo? And then they like, they end up reconnecting. Yeah. I haven't seen you since Javier House. Mm-hmm. And he's like, God, I loved that charity. It felt so good to like give back to the community. And she's like, tell me about it. The community's mad at me now, though. And he's like, Samantha, you've done it again. And she and Leo take, like, a long, like, they take a long walk. And then he, I think, invites her to stay at his villa. And maybe it turns out that Leo is with George in Lake Como. And he's like, come stay. I'm with George. Like, come stay with me. And then Carrie's voiceover is like... Leo may have had a thing for girls under 25, but he always made an exception for Samantha Jones. So Samantha's going to have like a hot night with Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's also when we'll, they'll get a sex scene and we'll see Leo's dick. It's going to be. And he's never showed his dick before in a movie. And so this is the first time and everyone's really excited about it. So excited. It's going to set the stage for George's dick, which is obviously coming later. Yeah. Which is coming and is going to be next level. So the girls get back to their accommodations and things are tense. And the next, I think later that night is Carrie's rendezvous with George. 
so she leaves like she kind of leaves wearing a beautiful like sexy a whole new outfit because like they're gonna rendezvous at like 11 p.m or something like that and she's she gets in the car she goes over to like george's villa and he welcomes her in and they have this whole conversation and talk about you know just like international type of things and is Carrie like she's kind of weirded out but George like talks her into it like he makes her feel more comfortable or I think she like slowly gets into it it's like the Italian wine and I think I think he like he reignites something in her that she hasn't felt in years you know and she kind of gets yeah. like it's like a flashback of like you know her affair with Big and like these hot moments with Aiden and like you know maybe it's just kind of like but also like all the things she didn't do like she's like I should have peed on John Slathery I should have gone with Emily it's like a whole thing has just like this whole sexual beast has awakened inside of her totally I think also as like part of Carrie's backstory is maybe she and Big haven't had sex in like two years or something like that. And she really hasn't had sex with anyone. And so she kind of is feeling asexual or being like, is this like, is this it? Like for some women, does it all just lead up to this where you just like close up shop? And so this moment with George just reawakens everything, like you said. And she has like, a crazy orgasm. We see George Clooney's penis and it's magnificent. It's magnificent. And he even is like talking to her about her problems with Big and he gives her some like really good advice. I think he's like giving her some much needed perspective. And she awakens in the morning like a totally new woman. Like fresh face. It's like SJP like does incredible work from like the beginning of the movie to the middle like they take a two-week break in production just so she could get Mm -hmm. freshened up just for like she looks amazing she looks like she's 25 yeah like her highlights even look brighter like it's just truly she's like fucked new life into herself and she's found like she's she grabs like a piece of paper and starts writing down ideas and like George isn't there, but like obviously there's breakfast, like a full breakfast for her and uh, the briefcase with a million dollars. Maybe like a mall gives it to her. Like she's like down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Carrie's like, I love you. And Amal's like, I love you. Your work is amazing and really transports me. I do hope you'll write again. And then like, it's just like a girl power moment between them. It's amazing. Beautiful. So touching. And I think as Carrie is leaving, she hears a familiar voice bidding Leo farewell and realizes that Samantha has also spent the night at the villa. And Samantha sees Carrie leaving with this briefcase and is like, wait, what's going on? And then finds out that Carrie had, like, has partnered up with Amelita to do this like high class escort thing and now has a million dollars in a briefcase after fucking George Clooney. And she's so proud of her, but she's also a little bit miffed because 
she would never go to any of the Sam Touches meetings. And she was kind of judgy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how do you, of all people, get, like, get this, like, posh gig or something like that? Like, if anything, it should have been given to me. And then they get, I think they can get in a fight about sex and sexuality. And that the do the claws come out here? Like, are, how are they going to recover from this? Oof. Well, we need something to bring them all together again. Mm-hmm. We need and- Samantha to have an awakening. She needs to have her own awakening regarding asexuality or yes. something. I, I th- she needs to be on the right side of history on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm. What could Sam's awakening be? Maybe. Okay, so I had an idea, which was that we find out that Trey is actually the person who purchased the painting of Charlotte's vagina. Oh my God. And like somehow, maybe somehow that information may, okay, wait, I have it. Okay. So I think that we have a scene between Sam and Leo and Leo's like, out in Italy like buying art or whatever and he brings up like did you hear about like did you hear about this like new piece like he was like I bid on it Samantha was like you and everyone else in New York and he's like well only like the McDougal family apparently like the McDougal family got it or something and Leo tips her off to the fact that Trey was the buyer and so the girls all meet back up um, at the villa and Sam and Carrie are like iced out and they I think they all just have like a very awkward plane ride back to New York or they have like a day of sightseeing and shopping and then like I think we have like a beautiful scene between Carrie and Charlotte where I think they're all out shopping they're buying like amazing fashions like really living their lives they go to Milan they go to Milan for the day and they're like doing the Milan shopping montage and Charlotte's upset and Carrie slips her the briefcase and she's like this is for you don't ask any questions I won't answer them but just know that I love you so much and you've always been there for me and like it was I just wanted to have the opportunity to return the favor and it's all it's all legal it's all fine but just like that's all i can say and i love you so much and it's like a beautiful moment and they hug and i think charlotte buys an outfit to celebrate and then we have like the four of them like stalking down the streets it's major and it's like we get like all these cameos of italian designers like musha's prada's in it um Mm -hmm. it's just like Dolce and Gabbana they're doing like studio visits yeah and like it's a real who's who of the Italian fashion world (laughs) Donatella actually Dolce no Donatella's there it's me yeah Donatella Mm -hmm. she's like ciao ladies and maybe even um Amelita is back in Italy and so she invites the girls to like have dinner with her that night or something like that yeah and (laughs) we have some untied we have to tie up the knots we have to tie up the knots so basically I want 
I want Samantha to, I want her to meet with Trey and like get Trey to give Charlotte some of the, like some value in the painting or something like that. Yes. Let's do that. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think. Do they need to meet Amelita in No, let's Milan? skip that part. Maybe. Okay, skip yeah. It. They don't meet Amelita. Yeah. That's on the cutting maybe room Amelita, floor. Amelita calls Carrie and is like, Carrie, darling, I have another date for you. And then Carrie politely declined. She's like, you know what? This was incredible. It's everything I could have asked for and so much more. But I have, I have everything I need. And... Thank you so much. And she's like, like looking at the three girls. Like, I have everything I need. And she just hangs up. Yeah, totally. And I think also in that moment, like maybe Carrie and Samantha, when they fight, like after Samantha sees her leaving, they do get like, they have a real moment where Samantha's like, maybe Carrie. Okay, wait, I have it. Okay, I have it. I have it. So when Carrie leaves Georgia's villa and runs into Samantha and Samantha like sees that Carrie is basically engaged in like high stakes sex work. They have this conversation where Samantha's like, I can't believe that you would do something like this. Like, and Carrie's like, I know I have to say like, I know that I was really judgmental of you sometimes and made like, snide jokes about you or like was rude about some of your life choices but I was really wrong and I see that now and I think it's important to like be able to admit when you're wrong and I just want you to know that I'm sorry and that really makes Samantha take a step back and she's like she realizes that she does need to apologize to Miranda and like play ball and think about her own actions and how they affect others around her. And to also apologize to, to Trey and to the asexuals. Yeah, and most of all to the asexual community. <laughs> Which is yes. They're an up they're they're pissed. Yeah, they're really pissed. So Samantha so they have this like beautiful shopping moment. They all board the jet to go back home. It's packed with suitcases and shopping bags. And then they get back and we see like Carrie and she's like goes immediately to her apartment and like throws her arms around big and he like lifts her up and they carries her to bed. And like it's just inferred that they've had amazing sex. But we also see Chris. Chris Nostic. 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 Yeah, we see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Charlotte goes home to Harry, who's still kind of weak, but she like gives him a bath, and we see his dick, and they actually like, have <laughs> sex in the bath. <laughs> Miranda goes home, and she like Steve pick like she and Steve fuck, and we see Steve's dick. And so everyone's just like fucking, and, and Sam amazing. goes to one of her her parties, mm-hmm. and she's just, and then you just, there's a lot of dicks there too. So it's just, yeah, there's a lot of dicks, the cornucopia of penises. And the next day, I think Sam takes a taxi up to. She like has a meeting with Trey, and they sit down, 
and she apologizes yeah and they have like a real heart to heart and he tell he gets a chance now to finally tell his side of the story which is i never really understood what was what i perceived to be wrong with me was actually just a way that i identify sexually and it took years to for that for me to accept that and like not view it as a hindrance but it's a real thing and like blah blah and samantha's like wow thank you and they make up and And trey offers oh go ahead and then you know maybe jesse's like and this is why and then he reveals the painting is above his desk in his study in his all plaid study full of mallard ducks and it's just there and it's (laughs) like and this is why i bought this painting because it it not only represents where I'm at, but it also represents where I'm from. And, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that I put, you know, Charlotte through what I put her. Like, I just didn't know myself well enough there. So I just wanted to honor her by, by having a piece of her here, which is a bit weird, mm-hmm. but Samantha is touched. Weird, but beautiful. Yeah. And it is a reminder. And, like, it's very sweet. And he's like, I wanted to. I had heard about harry's like diagnosis you know last year and i knew that they were having trouble and i just i wanted to find a way to like help them and so i felt like this would be the best way and then and it's time for really some it's time for charlotte and trey to like make amends and so this is how he's going to do it is he's going to like give her half of the money that the painting is worth. So now basically she has $25 million worth of equity in a painting of her own vagina. And plus the 26 because Carrie also gave her. Because Carrie also gave her a million. So Charlotte is really killing it. <laughs> she's like doing loaded. better than ever. <laughs> yeah. She's loaded. Maybe one of the wealthiest women in the group at this point. And like everything's looking up for Char. And should should there be like this moment where like Trey gives her, I mean, should should, should he give her money or should he give her like the actual painting? Um, maybe Samantha calls Charlotte and tells her to like sets up a meeting for them, and then Trey offers he could offer to give Charlotte the painting, and she's like. No, I think you should. I really think you should keep it. Like, I know that it means a lot to you. And, or Trey offers to give Charlotte the painting, and she says, well, I wouldn't want to take it from you. I know it means so much. He's like, Well, what if we did like joint custody of the painting where I have it for a year and then you have it for a year and we share it in that way? And, he says it could be consider it our baby. Oh, the cardboard baby. Mm-hmm. Love that for them. And she goes, Trey. But he but then she laughs and they laugh about it. It's so good. And Harry <laughs> loves this for them. Like Harry is like so happy. Yeah. Because you know, I mean Trey was the one who brought them together, so it it's only fitting that they end on such a nice note. Totally. It's a real full circle moment. And I think that um, Trey, in, in addition to this, he's like, and I've always, you know, 
I don't really know Lily and Rose, but I've always like kept up with them, and and I think they're great gals and just girls, and I'm giving them each, you know, equity in Rabbit Inc. Yes, mm-hmm. like shares. Mm-hmm. So we bring it back. and. We bring it back. Yeah, Samantha does the apology that she needed to do and things move, like everything's kind of tied up and then I feel like it's like we get like a title screen that's like six months later. <laughs> I love it. And we see we see like Tabby ending, like ending the keynote or like unveiling the keynote for the keynote speech for like the bunny 2.0 or something and like shares of the stock have like skyrocketed and Charlotte's come forward as the vagina painting, like the, the woman whose vagina was painted. She's on the cover of vanity fair, like holding the painting in front of her. Like mm-hmm. the and woman she wants behind... to erase the stigma. Yeah. Of any sort of like pornographic, like association she's just like erasing the stigma of having your like vagina painted and sold for millions of dollars and and maybe carrie writes a book about her experience with george to erase the stigma of sex work so she she kind of like goes full circle on on her own judgments and it's a (laughs) huge huge bestseller yeah, we see her like finishing up her manuscript and then it's like, and I couldn't help but wonder, like, was I wrong all along or something like that with a question mark? And then we see her go to the dedication page and it, she writes for Amelita. I love it. And, oh, my queen yeah. Amelita. <laughs> and then, yeah, and Samantha, like membership is back up at Sam's Touch. And everyone, everyone's, everyone's living welcome. a very a, even asexuals. Like if they just mm-hmm. want to go and like have they have their own coffee. room. Yeah, yeah, coffee bar. They have a great espresso bar where they can all sit and read and discuss things that they've learned and just get to know each other. Sam's touch is booming. There's like one on every corner. Every city. Of yeah, I think she has an asexual room and then she even opens like a sapiosexual room where it's Ooh. like people like Mensa people. They can like solve Rubik's cubes and like <laughs> just get to know each other's brains. You know what I mean? Like she really realizes that this misstep is a chance to actually expand her business Sexuality and make it far more inclusive. Yeah, there's there's way more. There's many ways of expressing sexuality other than the way that she does. Mm-hmm. And and our wow. gal and Miranda is soaring high. Yeah, she's just doing great. She's just like doing great. Miranda's at work. always doing great. <laughs> yeah, like she really didn't like things just worked out for her without her having to stress about it too much. And I think it's nice to just see Miranda coasting and loving life. I love it. I'm so happy with this movie. There was choppy waters in the middle of it, but <laughs> I think we got there. We figured it out. This is my you first really podcast, gave... so you got, you got to give me, like, <laughs> I'm on, like, a curve here. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed with your storylines because they really gave, like, they ended up weaving together so well, and you didn't even foresee that necessarily happening, but they really did just kind of, like, work well together. And not to 
you know, you're just such an amazing storyteller. So I just wanted to give you <laughs> what I thought were interesting starters and just let you you take take us there and, and you did God. we got there. well I'm like you know what we got there and for any producers that are listening oh you know God. we're available to make this movie so all you have to do is get in touch I was already in the, this was the actually... second one I'll, I'll be in this I'll be in the third one I'll show my penis yes. if necessary you will have to as a male in the movie <laughs> that's a just part of the deal show your penis and we'll even upgrade you to a speaking role oh wow featured extra yeah, I mean, I think we could even go, we could find a role for you somewhere in the movie. Maybe instead of Shoshana working at Sam, at the <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. Bunny, It'll just be you. Me. It'll be me. <laughs> Sorry. You get a great like assistant role and you get to teach Carrie how to use Pinterest. So that'll be like a meaty, funny, quippy thing to sink your yeah, teeth into. Yeah. And I'll finally get that SAG card that was denied me 10 years ago. <laughs> Um, tell everyone where they can find you. Well, I'm not a podcaster. Can you be found? Can you be found? <laughs> but I am an art director, so if you <laughs> please, you will uh, art direct this movie. Yes, you can work I'll... hand in hand with Pat Fields and also be in the movie. It's a true Fabulous. power move. So I, uh, my Instagram is Joao So at J O A O M O. So check it out. Find Joao. Tell him how amazing his pitch was. Sex positive and pitch. And a sex positive pitch. What do we call this movie, by the way? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Sex in the City 3, A Sexual Journey. But then it could also be, you could also interpret it as like asexual journey. Oh, I love that. That's it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Joao, thank you so much. Thank you. I I, I hope I was okay. I, I was no, oddly were very, amazing. very nervous. But No, it's a that's a it's a tall order to do a podcast that's basically like improvisation as your very first podcast you've ever done. So I really commend you. You're a brave soul. So thank you for making my dream come true. Of course. No, I'm so glad you did and like um you're uh i love the hustle okay yeah i'm inspired i'm very inspired you got me into sex in the city too and now on this podcast i know well until next time listeners thank you everyone thank Bye-bye. you Laura. bye <laughs>